0: Hello everyone and welcome back to the Fitness in 15 podcast. I hope you're all keeping well. Uh, I'm here and joined by Mr. Pete Davis as always. How are you mate?
1: I'm pretty well Alex, how are you mate?
0: Yeah, really good, really good. Just spent the last 35 minutes unloading, disinfecting and putting away my 100 pound Aldi trip, but uh, but all (laughs) good, yeah.
1: Are you uh, antiseptic wiping everything that comes out of the bag?
0: Exactly, yeah. yeah. Do you know what annoys
1: me about Aldi, right? This is my, my, my pet gripe about going there, is that they, every time you go through the checkout, you have to then, or they make you at the minute, unle- go off, go down the, down the little carousel, they'll ping everything through, then you have to put it back in your trolley, and then go and unload it, and then put it back in your carry bag.
0: Do you know that's what you're meant to do all the time? Is it? Yeah. That's I
1: really why know, that little
0: it? loading station's there.
1: Un inefficient, really inefficient.
0: Oh, yeah. I
1: know.
0: I agree. I agree. And it it the most painful thing in the world is forgetting your uh, bags for life.
1: There's nothing <laughs>
0: worse than rocking up to a t- locking up to a checkout and not having your bags for life.
1: I always put. I always have a race with the uh, checkout attendant <laughs> so if I can actually pack the bag by the time that she's fin- they've finished.
0: Yeah, and you it's see flat. them getting anxious when you they, when yeah, they can tell that you're racing with them. Yeah. I think they They're actually annoyed, have, to, they? have to scan a certain amount per minute or per hour, something like that. I think it's checked on Aldi's system. I might just be making that up completely, but. Uh, Unbelievable. I've got a feeling. So uh, let's get into the, the podcast, mate. Um, obviously, with everything that's going on at the moment, gym has been closed, um, classes, workout classes closed. Most people have taken to the road and began to run.
1: There is so many people doing this as well, isn't there?
0: I know. Uh, after twenty eight years of my life, I decided to run past the ten kilometre mark for the first time ever. So for uh, context,
1: if you've never seen Alex before, he's six foot three.
0: Four, four, yeah. six foot
1: four Sorry for the injustice. Six yeah. foot four and just just around a hundred kilos. And uh getting that you did a half marathon at the weekend, didn't you?
0: I did. Yeah, Saturday three days ago, I did a half marathon, and I still feel like I am the biggest slug in the world. Yeah, so it takes a lot out of you. It It does. Yeah, it does, and I I think a lot of people have probably just jumped into it and thought, "Oh, it's only running. I'm going to be, I'm going to be fine." And I know personally, I've had numerous people contacting me with calf issues, Achilles issues, knee issues, uh, and I'm I'm sure you've had the same through through your channels. And I, I think. What a really good place for us to start would be um just a quick one around our running experience. As you can tell, as I've just said, I've I've not really got much experience, but uh Pete, you've done a marathon. Um what what's your sort of running background? Uh
1: my <laughs> my running background was minimal. Um I went from uh, a mile was a good run for me i could like go for a comfortable 5k that wasn't too bad and then i was having a chat with we've got really lucky we've got some very very good endurance runners down at the gym um and one of them alex we were having a chat after a class on day, and then we were talking about he was doing an ultra ultra marathon um like an off-road one i think he was doing like 56 miles or something anyway i was like that's that's just nuts. And then he was like, and he, he put the he put the little seed in my head and he said, I really think if you think you're fit, you've got to take a marathon off. And then within 15 minutes, I booked a marathon. <laughs> and uh He's just
0: dangled the carrot there, hasn't he? Uh, oh, He's yeah, literally God. just
1: dangled the carrot. <laughs> and it won, he won, he won. Um, yeah. And uh, So yes, yeah, so I spent, I think I booked onto it, I think I booked it six months away. So I booked it in October. Um, the Amsterdam Marathon because it was the flattest one that I could find, and um, and then started running the next day. Simple as that. Zero plan. It was totally stupid. That is looking back at it now, completely, completely stupid. And it blew up in my face specifically at thirty-three kilometers in.
0: Yeah, yeah. I remember you, you telling me the story of the uh, the quads cramping and, and everything just slowly yeah. leaving. Yeah, my knees, my knees
1: were not okay. It's the it's the me- most mentally challenging, and I have yeah. to say, pe- um, it's the most pain I've ever been in for a a good amount of time. definitely hundred yeah. percent. But that's that's not through. I think like doing the marathon is incredibly tough, but I did not prepare for it, and I was very naive and pretty stupid, and did not take advice that was given to me, even as a fitness professional.
0: I suppose what probably a good place, and this is a bit of a tangent what what's your biggest lesson you learned from it then that you could pass on to someone
1: um just a bit a bit more humble really I mean, um my girlfriend Laura, her dad has run multiple marathons um and he's a hell of an athlete, and then there's a lot of the other guys that are good good athletes and um I just didn't um I totally underestimated the volume and how that would affect my recovery like i'm Very happy doing a long, sloggy, like 60, 70-minute workout that's got a heavy barbell in it and loads of conditioning. But running for three hours, four hours straight is a totally different ballgame. Absolutely different, totally different colour fish. And I I totally underestimated what it would do to my body. And then also I I tried to keep up a similar volume of training in the gym. And I, I didn't particularly cater to that very well um and i was just being a bit a bit bullheaded really <laughs> yeah. bit bullheaded. I, I totally underestimated the entire thing um yeah. and yeah that, that my, uh, the biggest takeaway is probably just listen and listen to your body as well Um yeah yeah and and have a plan have yeah. a plan and don't, plan. don't be
0: tempted by the bro sessions in the gym
1: yeah yeah
0: yeah it's really hard
1: it's really hard um because a lot of the guys come in and like, oh, yeah, it's just a bit of running. Because they've yeah. never done it before and i would never done it before. And uh, yeah, just a totally different kind of fish. It's a very humbling experience. Yeah. Very humbling. But you've done it in a pretty pretty logical way, haven't you, getting up to your half marathon? But,
0: yeah, I, I tried to. So I was going to do the half marathon as part of a, a charity event for, um, uh, he's called Rob Burrow. He's an ex-player from the Rhinos. And he unfortunately came, was diagnosed with motor neuron disease. Um, there was about 50 medics from across the league and across the FA as well that were going to do it um, and raise money for, for him. And obviously with everything that's gone on, the, the event was cancelled. But because I'd said in my mind um, I was going to do it, I, I wanted to yeah. see it through. Um, as much as as much as the, the physical challenge for me, I knew it would be the mental battle. And I, I, even two weeks before I ran the half, I ran 18k and felt fantastic. And I yeah. had hit fifteen kilometers on this half marathon. I was just in a world of trouble. Just I was just like I, I could have just stopped and walked. And I would have walked around it, but uh, I managed to to keep going. And I probably I, I picked a I planned my own route, which I tried to pick a downhill to begin with, and then uh, I forgot that you have to come back up the hill after that. So <laughs> it was a, <laughs> it was a bad idea as I was uh, I was a climbing a fifty meter as- uh, ascent up. A uh, very yeah. very good um uh, a quick I can't think of what the word is uh, as you, a quick rise so it yeah. was I I definitely want to do it again because I wanted to be under two hours and I got two hours and two minutes and thirty some seconds um, still wait. still though
1: that I mean that's that's a very a very good achievement regards I know you're annoyed by the time but you know the achievement of actually doing the half marathon yeah. Uh, it, and then, well, now you've done it. Then you've got a target to hit for, haven't you?
0: Yeah, and but in reflection, it was, it was the lessons I learnt during the training and doing it that were as much the the satisfaction that I got out of it. And I think probably too many people put too much bonus on a time rather than the process of getting there and sticking to yeah. a plan and what that what that can achieve. Rather that so many people I see in clinic. A training for a marathon and they've gone right this is my plan and I say all right what's the last couple of weeks look like well I did this extra run all right and yeah, now yeah. you you sat here in front of me yeah and uh it leads pretty nicely for me on uh and I'd like your take on this um what you should supplement the running with Come. so you obviously mentioned you probably trained too much um, from yeah. a from a strength and conditioning per- perspective what what would your advice be how would you coach someone through um let's say let's say they're new to to running how would you yeah. sort of, uh, tell someone to structure their week in terms of running uh, running volumes exercise strength training
1: uh i would uh, i mean at the start i mean the one of the really good pieces of advice is i a uh, piece of advice i got is to um do quite a lot of short runs at the start so that like between three and 5k and literally like not even to think about going at any pace and, and just getting time on your feet so you could do 5k and it could do, take 35 minutes but it's irrelevant at the distance it's the time on the feet so yeah. the short runs were really really important and those acted as activities- sort like good recovery runs as well, and, and literally just moving, so that you and I could go out for a run and we could have a conversation, just a very effortless conversation all the way around. Um, <clears throat> I definitely would implement some interval work in there as well. Um, I thought that yeah. was I would I used to do um like two hundred and four hundred meter repeats and literally go like every three minutes I'd run two hundred meters until I'd done like five K or something or four hundred meters or something like that. Um, yeah. and just did some repeats. So I like bring my heart rate up, bring it back down, bring it up, bring it back down, and I'd just try and keep maintain them, uh maintain the pace for as long as possible. Yeah. Um and then I would have a definitive plan as to the distance that you're going to be running so um i left it all too late and i had too many miles to get in at the end um and that's where my issue was i hadn't spent enough time on my feet so i would if anyone's going to do something like a marathon i would definitely say like give it a year um and just just don't rush being able to spend time on your feet but then with the running so those those are the three sort of runnings that i do i do like a uh, middle to long distance I'd do a shorter uh, literally just going out for 3 to 5k and then I do some interval based work as well um, and, and and mix them um, and have a little bit of a plan around them um, and I probably only run three times a week if I'm totally honest and yeah. Yeah. Um, I'd then implement single leg work um, so Bulgarian split squats, hip bridges um, and just maintain the health of hips, ankles knees um, and keep the strength around it as well i found when i got to the end my legs were so goosed from actual the running that because i would i I'd, I'd increased my volume too much too quickly i couldn't maintain doing sort of strength training so i was deadlifting a bit and doing a little bit of um sort of moderate loading power cleaning but i should have done more split squats um, maybe um front squatted once or with front squatted instead of back squatted to take the loading off but still keep some maintain some strength yeah. um i would definitely maintain a midline function as well i mean that it, it, as soon as you lose your midline your back's going to go then you know your pelvis is going to change the position and you just get lazy through it which is going to cause you a lot of issues um and then the biggest the single biggest thing that I would recommend everybody to do is maintain their recovery. they like like, um, get a sports massage every two weeks and make a sacrifice that you can get a sports massage every two weeks. Check in with a physio every two months, for example, and just keep on top of any injuries or if it feels like a niggle, go and get it treated straight away. Um, and especially after the long distance runs, spend a good amount of time firm rolling have a hot bath like an epsom salt bath or something like that um those those would be your key factors so just to recap i would do three varying runs per week i would do um a, a one leg session a week like a strength leg session a midline session and then i would do a recovery session so that recovery session is like your sixth session it's a very low impact low intensity session
0: yeah awesome uh, i think too many people look at the cost of, I know it may sound a bit biased coming from my, my sort of background, but, but too many people look at the cost of sports massage, physio, as a unnecessary unless it's the last ditch attempt. Yeah. And I think it, it's known as investing in your health for a reason yeah, 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 because you not only invest your money, you invest your time to go and, um, Get the information, seek the advice, and then invest your time in the exercises and the rehab and the the, the movement preparation that you you're given off the back of that. And I think, um, like you said, just them them regular check-ins can just keep ticking the box both physically and mentally. I think the fact that you know, yeah, everything's uh, range of motions are good, tissue quality is good. Uh, I'm moving pretty well, right? I'm ready to go for the next week. I'm ready for to go for the next block of training. Um, yeah. I think I think that that's a big big thing that i see so if you were to just quickly break down how to structure a week maybe um sort of monday tuesday wednesday thursday friday saturday sunday what 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 would you advise people
1: so a program for um a lady doing the london marathon unfortunately obviously we didn't get there but um we went through uh monday was like a recovery move day so it would have been she's like the um she had um, a visc uh, I think at home or in a turbo trainer so on a Monday sometimes she wouldn't even run we'd literally go we'd just cycle the legs out for 30 to 40 45 minutes um, and I just said to her I was like if you start sweating just keep it at a very low level you don't want to be dripping with sweat you just want to be like a gentle glow um, and you you want to be able to have a conversation Tuesday she did um, a class at the gym so she just did and, and our cycle worked pretty well for her so um, she did a strength session um, yeah. on a Tuesday. She'd then do a, um, an interval work on a Wednesday. Um, she was part of a running club. They would always do intervals on a Wednesday. Then Thursday would be either um, a gym session or um, a yoga or a Pilates-based session. So just a little bit of downtime, but we're focusing on a lot of midline and structure balance work. Yeah. Friday would be rest day where I would um I would ask her to uh prep her food for the Saturday. So that would be sort of thinking about recovering on the Saturday. And then on a Saturday she'd go for a long run. So that would be her, her long distance day. Um, and that was that would ramp up, then it would come back down, it would ramp up and it would come down back down. So it kind of we waved it up and down. So she wasn't always going up, 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 up. So it'd be like three weeks of rising by maybe like a K to two K. And then it, yeah. she would come back down for recovery week, and then she'd go back up, and then she'd go down back down and then Sunday was an optional day for her, so um she had three options: one was swim, one was um, jump on the bike and go for a pedal for thirty minutes, and um, the other was go for a long walk just to flush the legs out um, yeah. or the third was to find a sports therapist on a Sunday and get a recovery in. And that was the structure of her week. And she was doing a lot of volume beforehand. And then we put that in place and she was, she just felt better and better as she went along. She felt stronger um, and yeah. she went through as well. Um, I know, yeah,
0: she I know personally speaking, I, I worked alongside you with her uh, and, and mm. she she complained a hell of a lot less about niggles by bringing her, her running volume down, adding in them little bits of strength and the, the recovery, definitely. Yeah
1: we have another lady at the gym and she won't mind me saying she's a lady called katie tyler and she's absolutely awesome like she's one of our most consistent members but when she first came to us she was she was a marathon runner and I i think she was about mid 40s when she came to us um and she was struggling to hit that that four hour i think she wanted to get under the four hour mark and the only thing she did was reduced the amount of running she did and implemented strength training, strength and conditioning training, and she did it. And yeah. it, it's not, and what, what I'm saying here is coming to the gym was not the, the key factor. It was the fact that she concentrated on other areas bar just going out and running um, yeah. than, than anything else.
0: Uh, I think that our last uh, topic for discussion was injury prevention and the the underpinning part of running that people miss is that strength, strength training. Like if you yeah. look at the, the data on um, the amount of body weight that goes through certain parts of the body when you, you run, three times mm-hmm. your body weight is going through your knee. Eight times your body weight is going through your soleus, so that one of your, your your calf muscles. So if they don't have a, a baseline level of, um, of strength and capacity within them, think not only from an injury prevention, but from a performance point. Think how leaking energy and so much yeah. un, un, uh, unused energy and wasted energy is being lost into the road. And I, 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 one, one analogy I say is that the owner, the road owns you, rather than you owning, owning the road. Yeah. If you, if you can not absorb and produce force really well off the road, then the, the road is the road is dominating you, rather than you springing and, and pushing off the road. You
1: got to use it to your advantage, haven't you?
0: Definitely a difference as well, Um, like if you go onto a track, um,
1: the the buoyancy that you get from a track comparative to a road is totally different, Um, which is is quite interesting. But one of the things that I found interesting um, as well, and I think you've done quite a lot of this, um, there's a book called Oxygen Advantage, which you got me onto. And I know you you did a good few nasal breathing runs, right? Yeah. Uh, I think that'd be a useful thing to just sort of touch on.
0: I think I think it's something for another a podcast. But to to touch on it, um, simply being able to breathe through your nose stimulates a more aerobic uh, response within your physiology. To put it yeah. ba- to put it uh, really basically and simply, and if you can stay aerobic for longer, then you're going to be more efficient with your energy on a metabolic and physiological level. Yeah. So you're gonna be able at the times when it's hard, you're gonna be able to push harder. And the the big problem with the nasal breathing um sort of trend which is coming out now, it's it's sort of yeah. slowly a lot, filtering a lot, a lot of it's slowly filtering its way into uh, health and fitness and the, the bigger names on, on Instagram is um and the, the the little bit of a pushback that I've seen is that people don't want to let go of their ego because no. they still want to run sub 25k's
1: you have to still, slow down to get the benefit of it big time
0: if you can spend four weeks trying to run nasal only and when it gets really hard na- uh, breathing in through your nose out through your mouth and then immediately going back to nasal only yeah you you will see some very very profound effects long term we, we've we spoke about longevity a lot before in uh, in previous podcasts and it's, it's been able to let go of the ego for four to six weeks, train, train something different, get an adaptation, and, and then get that resilience and, and longevity off the back of it. Yeah. yeah, We'll definitely do a podcast on it. We'll definitely do a I'll podcast do on it. But there's so many different facets we could go into. I think one, one thing I just wanted to touch on before before we finish, I know we're, we're running on a little bit here, is um, I've had a number Damn of messages, <laughs> yeah, fitness in 30, Um, I've had a number of messages um, about uh, calf, Achilles, knee pain from running and a lot of people talk about managing load and building up nicely Um, and that's all well and good but why doesn't your left knee hurt the same as your right knee? Why doesn't your left Achilles hurt the same as your your right Achilles? And That's in your story and and in your, your mechanics and so many people overlook biomechanics and think load and strength are the uh, the answer but how we move and the quality of our movement like our podcast we've gone through before is such an important thing and I'm not going to go into it in too much sense but one test I want everyone to do uh, and this is looking at something called core contractions so when your foot hits the floor you get a number of repeated core contractions which is isometric contractions of the calf the hamstring and the quad All in uh, unity. And that then supports the knee, supports the ankle. And a test I want everyone to try is if if you laid on your back, flat on your back, pop your feet flat, and you're going to keep the balls of your feet down and you're going to lift your heels off and slide your feet away as far as you can until you only have your heel off an inch. Then what you're going to do, you're going to lift the tailbone up an inch and hold that position. You're then going to press through the balls of the toes so the heel lifts off and lift one foot off, and just time how long you can hold each uh, side. I'll link a video um, in this. Uh, Pete's laughing because we did this test uh, a couple very, of years ago. It's very it's interesting. Partic- it's not particularly pleasant. Um, no. I'll link a video in the, the description and the bio of this podcast so you can see exactly what to do. I know there's a little bit of uh, a description there. And I just want you to time how long you get, and I want you to let us know. Um, drop us a message on on Instagram. Uh, and we'll give you a little bit of feedback on where you are there in terms of injury prevention and performance, because there's, there's a big takeaway from that. Uh, and we, yeah. we'll make sure we get back to you and, and explain that.
1: Yeah, definitely. It's yeah, it's a big thing to do. But one last, one just last little thing I want to spring on you. What if you were if you went back to starting your running, what yeah. would you change? <clears throat> Would there be anything that you'd change really quick? Like, so if someone, let's say, someone's starting running now, and if you were looking back yeah. as a non-runner, yeah. what what would you, what would you maybe have done just slightly differently to improve your uh, time
0: running? So I ran I run three times a week, and at the beginning, I did a five k fast. I did yes. between a five and an eight k and then a long run on a weekend so i'd try i'd run sort of tuesday thursday saturday or sunday depending on what my schedule looked like and how i felt yes. um, and the the thing i i struggle with i could i can keep ticking away but it's running at them higher speeds and only in the last 4 weeks did i start bringing in any interval work yeah uh, sort of between 500 and 1000 meter intervals and i'd have done that um, pretty quickly Pretty, yeah. uh, pretty early on just getting used to tolerating that higher higher speed because anything from sort of 100 to 200 meters is my uh, wheelhouse and I, I can sort of do repeat efforts at them shorter distances over and over again but once we get into sort of 500 meters plus tolerating running at the, the those intensities for an extended period of time I really struggle with so my my 5kpb is only 23 and a half minutes for example and it, that's not not startling by any means, and I literally blew my back off trying to to get round there. Um, so that that's that's where I'd, but I, but and I'm looking at that from a how to get faster point of view. How would yeah. I got how I'd have got under that two hours? Um, yeah. I, I think mm-hmm. that blend of higher intensity running, um, time on feet with a five to eight k, and then you you slowly increasing longer run on a weekend is a, is a nice way to do it sort of drip feed in a couple of strength sessions in there alongside it
1: do you think running in tights helps? 100%
0: and there tights is. without shorts <laughs> And tights. because <laughs> what is the point in wearing tights uh, and shorts so everybody if you, see a, chi- round, to, <laughs>
1: if
0: you see a big man to, running
1: around Harrogate in it's just a pair of tights it is Alex Morrell
0: you've got to stop the cheerfage <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> right, guys. Thank you very much for joining us. Um, we might need to change the, the name of the podcast over the next couple of weeks, but we we hope you stayed with us. We hope you enjoyed it. Uh, as always, any feedback would be appreciated. One thing we would like is if you can take a couple of minutes to to review the podcast uh, on iTunes or on Spotify. That just really helps us um, get a little bit more exposure. Really, if you can uh, share and subscribe, we'd really appreciate it. Um, but until the next time. Thank you very much. Have a good afternoon. Cheers. Yeah, see, see you later. Too, mate. See ya. Bye-bye.